Todd, get out of your video game trance. I'm out. I'm looking at news. <laughs> Are you though? I am. <laughs> What's the news? Read me one headline right now. <laughs> it's official. E3 Digital is canceled for 2022. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. And on that happy note, welcome to the Getting Off Topic podcast, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Episode 48. Yep, it is. No, it's not Sunday night. It's Saturday night. (laughs) Um, I got plans tomorrow, which is why we're recording on a Sunday. Saturday, man. (laughs) Brain, not compute. (laughs) Sunday still comes after Saturday, right? Just I mean, when I you know. do so many things the same day for so long, it all kind of blends together. So. Uh-huh. Um, how's everybody doing? Doing well, doing good. Yep. How about yep. you, Tony? Doing good. Other than um, knowing that the impending, yeah, yeah. impending doom is coming. I uh, was trying not to get into that, but... Uh... <laughs> uh, um yeah todd Todd and i uh got the call that we have to go back to the office um towards the end of the month which is a real pain in the ass but uh that's why we're here to talk about happy things yeah it's it's especially hard for me i'll I'll say one thing it's especially hard for me because they timed it perfectly to Mm -hmm. fuck with me because i'm on vacation right now for two weeks and my first day off of vacation is the first day fucking back in the office. Oh, man. What a return. Super fun, isn't it? Uh, yeah. anyway. Okay. Uh, enough all of right. that. Enough of that. Now, we're not going to get depressed all of that <laughs> shit right now. <laughs> so uh, let's uh, start with the basics of uh, what we normally do. What you watch and what you playing, everybody. Um, who wants to go? I'll, I'll go first. Um, a lot of stuff lately, actually. Meg and I are um, still binging uh or doing a rewatch of all of pushing daisies which is really fun and lighthearted. um still ending our nights with gravity falls running through that for the first time which we're getting towards the end which makes me a little sad but uh it's been a good ride enjoying that shit good ending uh, too though sweet yeah it's definitely like it's at the point where like the the overarching story is you know, there, there's less random one-off episodes and it's like, it feels like everything matters now. You know, exactly. Getting to that stage of it. But yeah, good stuff. Uh, definitely recommend that. Uh, we uh, are slowly continuing our Scream-a-thon uh, now that all those are available on Paramount. Uh, we watched Scream 4 the other night, which was fine. <laughs> um, the... Uh, Megs is better than three. Okay. Uh, I would say equivalent of. Three. I don't know. It's hard to. The story actually made sense in four. It's it still all over the place with being so meta. Yeah, three felt very forced. Very hard to keep track of everything. The okay, the the killers in four, the the killers' motivation felt uh, a, a bit dumb as bricks and uh and repetitive and kind of nonsensical but the like the whole third act the whole when everything goes to shit in the finale actually really was really solid so it kind of was like i was not feeling it and then i was like oh okay that works um but yeah we'll see how five is because i i haven't heard anything about it but the few reviews that i did hear just anecdotally from friends were like oh this is probably like the best 
sequel out of all of them like the best since the first one so i'm like okay but people say that about a lot of things and then you know you get to it (laughs) okay that was overhyped we'll see i don't expect much from scream (laughs) five other than to see the original characters and go yay that's them and that's about it so it's it's a meta horror movie about horror movies so i mean come on Yeah. yeah i'll keep the bar low and then be pleasantly surprised hopefully um yeah we did that we've been watching pushing days gravity falls um did a throwback the other night watch they live which i honestly that you know they got a points off my my nerd cred i guess i don't think i've ever fully watched they live before like i've seen it like it's one of those that you've seen on tv in chunks a million times so you think you've watched the whole thing through but i don't think i ever watched the whole thing through um but that was fun I'm bad. not sure I have, I have either, so that's one I think it's to put on my list. It's worth it's worth one watch. It's a good like, like just think of it as like a feature length Twilight Zone, essentially. It's, oh, it's John Carpenter, so like cheesy one liners, good music, good yeah. editing. Mm-hmm. This was one of them where the cheesy one liner quotient was like through the roof, though. Like he, I mean he he got his main actor there was um what's his name. Roddy Roddy Piper. Uh, Roddy Roddy Piper. Yeah. I kept wanting to say Randy Savage, but no, <laughs> that would have been fun too. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. Rowdy Roddy Piper. So basically Carpenter was like, our lead is a ridiculous pro wrestler. So we're going to lean into that and make it a ridiculous shit, including that like six or seven minute long fight scene in the alley, which <laughs> if you haven't seen, they live, you've at least seen that. You've seen like the South park parody of that. The- yeah. Yeah. Fight. yeah. And it is, like the South Park guys did it justice. It is that long, wow. and just ridiculously long, and with so many extended pauses. It's like, okay, they're finally done, and then they go again. <laughs> it's so bonkers. And I, I, I mean, it just the premise of the fucking movie is a wrestler who has special fucking sunglasses. How eighties could you get? <laughs> yeah. Well, he's not. He doesn't play a wrestler in the movie he's like yeah. just a, a drifter you know like does construction work and then you know it's shit ensues but um, <laughs> <laughs> it's so ridiculous meg was like why like <laughs> why and so i looked it up and because uh, cool that's why and cocaine pretty, pretty cool much and yeah there's actually a, a a horror doc out there called in search of darkness i think they've done two now actually mm-hmm. Yeah, really long horror documentaries. I think there's going to be a volume three pretty soon they're working on. Um, but they interviewed John Carpenter about that and why he you know, leaned into that ridiculously long fight scene. And he was just like, like, we hired a wrestler. Like, we want to do his fans justice. Like, we're going to give him an extended fight scene. And that's that. That was the only reason for it. <laughs> yeah. John Carpenter knows what's up. Yeah. yeah. So ridiculous, but fun. Um, uh, gaming. I finally finished Metroid Dread on the Switch. That was nice. rad as hell. Crazy hard boss fights. Like that, uh, it, it felt kind of like, I've, again, I've never played any of the Dark Souls games because I don't want to throw a controller <laughs> at the TV. Um, even though they look really pretty, I want to want to play them. But um, yeah, for a Metroid title, like it had all the usual bells and whistles, just really cool <laughs> creepy exploratory you know the, that isolation feeling and everything that's the whole vibe of those games mm-hmm. um very simple and straightforward but the boss fights were 
they were those kind of how, how people describe dark souls to me it's like the fast twitch you gotta study those boss patterns when you die 12 times until <laughs> you finally get it per, like to, to perfection and if one false move and like half of your life is gone and so it was intense but got through that and now finally started cyberpunk on my on my fancy new laptop that's been fun only about an hour in or so but i'm enjoying it um that's after he spent like three hours designing his character of course you got to get it right right yeah which is funny because you don't actually see your character at all that's the thing but Not, you know who you're playing you I know see, who you're playing yeah you know you you got you tricked out your guy with a bunch of crazy cybernetic mods and ridiculous tattoos and, you know and green hair you know that your character is hashtag c83734 brown eyes yes <laughs> and a big dick of course you have to use that dick slider i mean there, all the way up. there is actually no there's not a slider it's oh just it's a like, smaller like, large yeah smaller large and literally like circumcised or uncircumcised wow. it's <laughs> ridiculous uh-huh um and this but is yeah, the same for the, the female side too. Larger, small breasts and shaved or unshaved down there. Wow. Yeah. And you know, I usually don't, we've talked about this before. I'm the guy, I'm usually default guy. Like I just want to get to the action. I don't spend hours on the character creation screen usually, but I did this time. I was like, wow, this is really cool. So many cool features and everything. And then plop, first person mode and only first person. The only time you catch a glimpse of yourself is if you're looking in a mirror at your apartment um, and it shows up in cutscenes too. Your character does show up in cutscenes. So far, not really, not much. Uh, I don't know. It just seems like such a waste. Like, what a dumb idea to be locked in the first-person mode when this whole game is designed to be all like flashy and style and whatever. But other than that, enjoying it. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> and I've also heard that like anybody who's played through it says so the story it gets like incredibly good. So, yep, yep. That the one the one really positive about the game is the story is good. Cool. Is good. All right. How about you, Andrew? What's going on? What you playing? What you watching? What you doing? Uh, playing still making my way through Elden Ring slowly but surely. Um, you know, I think it's been having never played a From Software or you know any of the Souls games. It's been pretty good. You know, I, I was always worried that it'd be super duper frustrating and I couldn't handle it. But they, I think, did really well in this game. You know, dying is just kind of a a minor inconvenience at least so far and as long as you're kind of smart about going back and getting your stuff or your runes and whatnot it's you know nothing you can't kind of make your way through at least you know and like I, I think I'm pretty early on I'm only like level 40 uh funny enough I'm chatting with Shannon's family who's playing it and her uncle's like level 80 and needs you know like five times the amount to level up that I do so when I get to that level we'll see you know how inconvenient death really is but uh <laughs> So far, so good. It's really enjoyable. Killed a couple bosses, but you know, with like ten tries or so. So I think I'm getting the hang of it. Um, watching, um, you know, with my my Paramount Plus is still active for a couple days, so I wanted to get through uh, lower decks that you um, yes. <laughs> uh, asked me to watch, and it's very enjoyable. I especially love in the first season the uh, the kind of nod to the Star Trek movies episode. I don't know if you remember that. We're like. <laughs> My favorite scene is when they're just panning around the Cerritos, the ship, again and again and again, just like in the movies when they spend so much time uh -huh. on, uh, on the Enterprise. I thought that was a great throwback to those movies. And then also on Paramount Plus, me and Shannon are watching Ghosts. Have you guys heard about this one at all? Ghost? Ghosts. Oh, ghosts, plural. plural. No. 
Yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's a uh, a take on a British show. Um, there's a UK version as well, but this one um, basically, you know, this woman inherits this house that uh, her and her husband then move to. That's inhabited by these several ghosts. Uh, Rose McIver plays the lead from I Zombie, so it's cool to see her doing something else. Um, I'm gonna butcher his last name. name is MacGyver. McIver. Oh. Close. MacGyver. Um, but his name is, I think, like, Uktar. I, I didn't get his last name, but he's in, like, Free Guy and um, a bunch of others. But he plays a husband, and it's, uh, it's it's really good. It's really enjoyable. I'm liking that a lot, too. Cool. Awesome. That's about it. Yeah. How about you, Todd? Todd, what's going on? Uh, not watching much lately, just... Still on my Critical Role binge. I watched that religiously. Uh, I've watched... I, I was on a, a bit of an 80s movies binge lately. I've watched Ghostbusters. Oh, I watched the new Ghostbusters. That was actually pretty good. Tony, you haven't seen that, right, yet? No, I still need to. That's okay, a good one. So I really liked it, too. I watched uh, Top Gun in uh, with the upcoming new Top Gun. Uh I saw Jackass for or Jackass Forever. That's on Paramount Plus as well. Oh, yeah, that yeah. was uh, amazingly hilarious. Not as good as the old ones, but uh, I mean, I they're getting the, they're getting up in the age, so they can't do as many stunts as they used to. It seems like less stunts and more dick and balls in this episode. Yes, very <laughs> much so. Well, I imagine they just bring in a bunch of their buddies or friends or fans or whatever, and have them do all of the bullshit. That's- Pretty much what's what's happening in, in this last one is they kind of pass the torch to a new group of like four or five people. Hmm. And Grandpa Knoxville just rolls up in a wheelchair to laugh. Like, <laughs> I mean, I think he legit got a concussion on this one. I like oh, broke yeah. a rib and his arm yeah. and stuff. Like it, it's a pretty rough hit he takes from this bowl. So, yeah. yeah. Damn. So that, that was pretty fun. Uh, as for playing... Um, I've been addicted to this little game called Vampire Survivors. Ah, it's, yeah. It's a small little indie game. It's only on uh, PC. It's uh, I think you can get it on Steam, um, and maybe a couple of the other game stores. But it's just this little like retro-looking, looks like Castlevania almost uh, from the SNES era. And you, there's no controls. You just W A S and D. You just move around, and you pick your weapons, and you just slaughter mindless hordes for a half an hour until you die nice i've seen clips of that one it looks pretty pretty interesting because every game is kind of new with the different powers you can get they're all kind of random into you right so you level uh, every time you level up you have a selection of three random either weapons or uh um ability modifiers um, and it's random every time, so you, you have to pick something out of the list. You can't just skip it. Um, so every every game you play, is you get a different loadout of weapons and ability modifiers. And obviously, you can pick the ones you want, and you can try to hold out for the ones that you want, but uh, like it gets to a point where you have to pick some things, and so everything turns out different every run through. And then the monsters you fight are randomized, so... Like uh, every minute, it's it's a different monster type that starts coming at you in waves, and and it's drawn from like a, a list of random monsters that it can come that can come at you. So, cool, nice, yeah. cool. super cool. fun, and and definitely a good time killer if you've got, uh, like 
nothing you want to play and you don't or, or you only have a short amount of time like the maximum amount of a time that a, a game can last is a half hour because at the end of the half hour the stage is over and the and death literally like a guy holding a reaper scythe comes at you and kills you okay hmm. cool. um speaking of old school games um there was a, a little bit of news on the nintendo switch online service and they are adding to their nes and snes library uh, i Couple guess they, games. yeah they just added uh super punch out and like cool. a like a special version of super mario world where like everything's already unlocked for you so you the can super just... punch out has already been on there but it's a it's a special version so they what they do is they also every once in a while they add like special scenarios for the the games <laughs> where you load the save and it's a, a special scenario with certain power-ups or whatever, and you just have to do this, the scenario that they have set up for you. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, also earthworm gym two. <laughs> I didn't know there was a sequel. Yeah. I, I forgot. I completely forgot existed, but the second I saw that headline, I instantly was transported back to like Saturday morning and hearing the cartoon theme song. Yeah. Earthworm gym. No, 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 no. Earthworm. <laughs> Ridiculous. It's a good yeah, little like, platformer. Yeah, super yeah. difficult at times, but very iconic. Mm-hmm. A lot of those old platformers. Yeah. yeah. Todd and I were talking earlier, um, or yesterday, or recently, about our old school gaming and how to this day we still need to play Mario RPG every few years. Like there just has to be a run through, and we're pissed that there never was a actual sequel. I guess um, the Paper Mario games are kind of like. The spiritual successors. Spiritual yeah. successors, yeah. So I'm so curious to check those out. Uh, I like at, at, literally after that conversation we had, uh, <laughs> I got tired of having to re-download um, emulators and ROMs, and I just fucking uh, I just went on Amazon and bought a SNES Classic. Oh, nice. I used I used one. This is like 150 bucks, so it's double MSRP. But you can't find them new for less than like 250. Yeah, I was gonna say you can still find them. Yeah. yeah, so you can you can still find the new ones, but they're they're they rate. I, I've been watching through the entire pandemic and just debating on picking them up, and you can get them anywhere between 200 to 500. It fluctuates depending on Jeez. what's available. Are they? But, I'm sorry. Go ahead. But the the right now they're on at least Amazon has them new in stock for like 250. But I bought one off of some random like video game store out of Hollywood for like a uh, used one was like 150 bucks or 140 bucks. Damn, Todd! I should have just gave you my uh, my RetroPie uh, yeah. console thing. I like never use it. <laughs> I mean, I bought one. I literally, when you made yours, literally like a couple of months after you made yours, mm-hmm. I bought a pie to do the same fucking thing. Mm-hmm. And the thing is still sitting in my bo- in a box in my <laughs> little drawer over here. Yeah, because then you actually have to put it together and program it and everything. Exactly. And you have to, if you fact, can get through that, then, you know. Literally right here. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a... But next time we get together, if we uh, go out to eat or something, bring the supplies and uh, I'll make that a project. I'll, I'll load it up for you. <laughs> well, Todd's birthday is going to be coming up soon, so we should definitely get together with him for that. Anyways. That's right. So, 
And I'll see you. Oh, God, I can't believe I'm saying this. I'll see you in the office in two weeks anyway. Yep. Fuck. It hurts to say. Yeah, stop (laughs) it. Stop it. It's not, it didn't happen. And I have this for Meg. Milka? Ooh, yum. (laughs) What the hell? European chocolate bar. Oh, it's better. Cool. Uh, So, should we dive right in to sure. the uh, the main event this week? I don't care about what I'm playing, what I'm watching. Hey, Meg, what are you doing? What are you playing? What are you watching this, this week? It's all hot garbage. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Please elaborate on the hot garbage. Well, I've been playing Animal Crossing like you do. Mm-hmm. I've been watching that show Inventing Anna. Oh, yeah, that... Yeah, that and Euphoria. I just started 30 Rocks today. Yay, 30 Rock. Ah! Meg doesn't like 30 Rock. I'm not that impressed. I don't find it funny. It, it gets better later seasons. The first couple are like really a warm-up period. Once you get on like the third season, second or third, it really picks up. Right. See, everybody That's says the same people. shit about The Office, and I can never make it through the first season to get to the good parts. Yeah, uh, I mean, Office first season is really rough. Yeah. It is, yeah. Um, um, and yeah, Tony mentioned all of the shows that we're watching together. Yeah. Um, I guess that's it. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Speaking of 30 Rock with Jack McBrayer, Andrew. <laughs> yes. You Now that you've seen, wait, was it season one? It had to be season one. Lower yeah. Decks. Hello, father. <laughs> uh, uh, cl- uh, not, yeah, Badgie. What was he? Badgie. Badgy, yep. That is my favorite fucking character, probably on that entire show. It's really good. It's yeah. just so perfect and insane, and only Jack McBrayer can pull that off. <laughs> I'm still very much impressed with his voice acting. You know, I first really noticed it in Wreck It Ralph, and then ever since then, like Literally. I've really appreciated all the little voice stints he's done. He's really good at it. Well, he does his just normal accent. It just makes everything sound amazing. <laughs> It's true. I'm badgy. Really, really <laughs> close to. Uh, I would. Uh, I would rate Alan Tudyk a bit higher because he does several types of voices. I mean, you can always kind of tell it's him, but yeah. I mean, Jack McBrayer is just Jack McBrayer, and that's fine because he's great at <laughs> Jack McBrayer. But Alan Tudyk kind of has a similar sort of like. I always think of like, um, uh, what was it, King, King Candy in Wreck It Ralph? Yeah, uh, that was Alan Tudyk. Um, Speaking of. Of Alan Tudyk, the thing I've or I watched recently for the first time was uh, what Tucker and Dale versus Evil. I hadn't oh. actually watched that <laughs> all the all the way, so I finally oh, saw that. I love that you know, from beginning to end, and yeah, really, really enjoyed that as it's well. Legit, one of my one of my favorite horror movies. It's not yeah. my favorite, but it's up there in like top ten. Yeah, it, it's up there for me with with that and like Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, yeah. There were rumblings about a sequel for a while, but I guess it just kind of fizzled out. Yeah, yeah, I kind of got um, what is it, Cabin in the Woods vibes to a certain oh, degree, but yeah. not nearly as much. But yeah, also really enjoyed that one. So yeah, okay. glad I finally sat down and put it on. Good stuff. Well, there is uh, some like horror related news. Well, why don't we get why don't we get to the main event first? Then we'll get the headlines. But uh, this week, episode one of Moon Knight. Mm, yeah. Okay. Oh, that's right. I'm Nigel. I'll be joining us. <laughs> what happened? What are we talking about here? Andrew back? Huh? Yeah, basically, uh, <laughs> what? What, 
Sometimes I just watch show. <laughs> Meg's like, well, I'm confused. <laughs> Credits rolling. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm knowing nothing. I have never read any of the comics, Moon Knight. I know nothing about the source material other than what you've tried to explain to me in pieces before, Todd. But clearly, from the get-go, we see Oscar Isaac portraying um, uh, a Londoner who, I think he's in London or somewhere in yeah. Uh, London, as he um, says, he doesn't know why he's saying it like that. But London, London. yeah, very you know, timid, nerdy uh, museum guy loves uh, you know Egyptian lore and or history and whatnot. But he's like running the gift shop, uh, and very quickly we we understand that he has a split personality thing going on. Um, he's even aware that. Well, I think I, he doesn't quite say what's going on with him, or he doesn't know what's going on with him. But he's aware that. He like like sleepwalks or gets up in the middle of the night. Hence, he's like he loses time, basically loses time. Yeah, he's like, oh, I just wake up in weird places. You know, I'll be in the park or something. Um, always tired and his body's achy too. I think he said how he just like wants to like lay down, but he can't. Yeah, like he has this all this extra energy and he's just got to move around until he's exhausted or something. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So just. Off the bat, I'm, I'm going to guess this is where we're going here. He's, I mean, we know he's obviously connected to this crazy power. I, I don't know if uh, Moon Knight is supposed to be an Egyptian god of some sort or, or uh, some sort of entity that fights gods and monsters. Um, we've got more than one person actually stuck in his head, it seems, because the one personality, the alternate personality that takes over, Mark. When he, yeah, Mark, who appears to be some sort of like, james bond super spy or, or mercenary of some sort because whenever a high stress situation or a dangerous situation comes up um steven is oscar isaacs who we believe initially we're 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 seeing steven the nerdy you know the dumb one. yeah, the nerdy first, dumb, yeah gift shop guy yeah. he's presented as the main character to us uh but then he wigs out loses time and mark the crazy action hero has taken over and he's waking up to he's got a gun in his hand and blood on him holy shit what the fuck happened <laughs> um when uh he ends up waking up in the alps <laughs> with like a, an unhinged jaw <laughs> which was hilarious he's like whoa what the huh? um and then instant crazy car chase and whatnot um it's not mark who's yelling at him but this booming voice like like the theater god mike and mm-hmm. that's uh f murray abraham if oh, okay yeah classical actor from a bunch of things i always think of him as salieri from the amadeus movie back oh, in the okay. um todd he was the melty face bad guy from star trek insurrection yeah that guy mm-hmm. um but he's on the god mic in his head going like, oh, God, the, the idiot's taking over again. Like, leave me and Mark alone. Like, leave us alone, you parasite. And he calls him a parasite, which is making me think maybe Mark is actually the original personality, which somehow split and Stephen has taken over and has been like just mild mannered Londoner for a while. Um he gets the mysterious phone calls from what was the the name on the on the Layla phone Layla yeah Layla. saying that she'd been calling for like weeks or months or Long something season. she didn't know if he was alive <laughs> so 
Yeah, just guessing from the one episode we have, I'm thinking Mark was maybe the initial guy. He was like some crazy mercenary dude, got caught up in the Moon Knight mystical stuff. Maybe he took some job in Egypt or I don't know, got the powers, got connected with whoever the the God voice person is in his head, who seems to be like playing referee between Mark and Steven. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't know. Okay, those are my immediate thoughts. But in other way, I mean, highly enjoyable, of course. Um, Ethan Hawke looks so gross. <laughs> he is, he's almost unrecognizable. He's the yeah. dirty hippie cult leader. And he made me consider my hair choices because I started thinking, <laughs> ew, am I like the old guy with the gross long hair? Do I need to cut my hair immediately? That, uh, that's definitely me right now with, uh, <laughs> with what I got going like, on. Dirty cult leader that burnout hippie uh, 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 yeah he's trying to sell you something in the alley yeah <laughs> but a good yeah good creepy mysterious bad guy but yeah okay someone else take over i'm just blabbing now <laughs> i really liked it i'm wondering honestly if steven is like a fallback personality maybe mark was in something too heavy so he kind of reverted if you will to this other personality to let him kind of live his life so he can lay low and then just things either caught up with him or, you know, he can kind of, as that voice says, kind of either be forced out or reappear as needed to kind of, you know, as they say in the, the end of the movie, I can get us out of here. Not movie, the episode, you know, like, let me save us to yeah. kind of switch the situation because he, I think, is more cognizant of what's going on, both with that voice and his, you know, obviously abilities to put on a dope ass suit of armor mystically and just handle things as they show in that last couple seconds there. So Rex, that uh, Egyptian demon dog or whatever it is. Guy, whatever. Sort of demon dog, basically. A jackal. Is it a jackal? It's a jackal. Is it a jackal? I bet it's a jackal. Is it a jackal? Demogorgon, Demogorgon, jackal, um, uh, gozer, hound from hell, (laughs) whatever you want to call it. (laughs) Baby gozer. Yep. Um, Um, But yeah, I'm, I'm thinking they originally wanted to be like this super dark kind of creepy, you know, like they're, they said they were going to push the limits of this show on Disney plus and we'll see how far that goes. I mean, I did appreciate the increase in what looked like blood and violence. I thought that was a, a cool take kind of harkening back to, you know, original daredevil or whatnot on, on Netflix that's now being moved over to Disney plus. So we'll see what direction they continue to go with that and how far they can kind of push those boundaries. Yeah. Well, now that we've got the uh, the parental controls edition on Disney Plus, and I think they're more comfortable with having the the big boy stuff. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I yeah. At first, I'm like, wow, that's a little. Seems like things are a bit too convoluted. He's got not one but two voices in his head. <laughs> there's more. Person. Oh, but wait, there's more. There's there's more. <laughs> okay. Todd, what do you know about Moon Knight? I know a little. I read a bit of the comics back in the day. Um, I don't really want to say too much because it will spoil okay. some things. Yeah, I was but, just reading the Wikipedia before we started just to kind of flesh out myself on like the comic lore. I'm kind of wishing that I, I hadn't because it seems like they're going to take this in a good direction and really explain yeah. everything. So I'm looking forward to how they present all this information do you have do you have any specific questions you wanted to ask Meg? No, I was just wondering cuz I'm sure you have the answers to our questions. <laughs> now, 
I think Todd, you mentioned to me before that like many uh, comic book characters that have been around for ages, he's had multiple like revisions and origin stories over the years, yeah. right? So multiple based on variations. What- Based on what we've seen so far in just this episode one, uh, as a Moon Knight fan, does that tell you like which one they've chosen, or is it an amalgamation of several? Or um, it's exactly. it's more the classical Moon Knight. Um, it, it, it's 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 in line with his his original origins. Okay, yeah. at least what I think they're going with. But yeah, it 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 it's pretty solid so far in the first episode yeah. yeah i'm wondering if this is gonna be able to be folded into the greater next version of the mcu do you think it'll move away from the tv show and it'll be in like movies and stuff or is it i don't know if i don't know if they'll put him in the films other than like a supporting uh actor um but he definitely ties in with blade should they go the like the midnight suns route um he's got iron fist and uh daredevil and uh, uh um uh, power man uh okay. luke cage they're okay. frequently found together so he definitely fits in with that world too of like the street level like defenders universe okay with the end credit uh after i think it was the eternals then i guess they can definitely find a way then so that'll be interesting yeah so that's why i do think that he will show up with blade because yeah. blade is gonna oh did you watch the eternals already tony yeah, yeah, I finally I did. We talked about that. Yeah, yeah we okay. did. Yeah. Um, yeah, the post credit scene definitely setting up Blade, and we know Blade is getting his own movie in the next four or five years. So, yeah. Yep. Blade uh, finds a way. <laughs> <laughs> and I just rewatched Blade. I, I watched that so fucking often, man. That's still. Which one? The one first my, one? The first Blade, yeah. The first I, two. I, I really like the second one as well. Like, those two are such solid action. Like, they really are. The second one has its has its has its moments has its yeah. action. The action is really good. I'll give. I it mean, that. the second one, yeah, is way more campier. But like, yeah. I think yeah, like action wise, and I think just story wise, I, I love the additional you know vampire hunters that were put in there and stuff. You know, the guy who played Ip Man, Ron Perlman, a mm. bunch of other guys. So like, I thought that was a, a solid take on it. Oh yeah. shit! I forgot Ron Perlman was in it. Yeah, well, that was a that was a that was a Guillermo del Toro joint. So of course Ron <laughs> Perlman's in it. <laughs> um, and of course the um, the the mutated super vampires in that are like a precursor to the strain. The the whole predator uh, mouth like chin thing opening up and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Those creeped the hell out of me when I was a kid. Um, there is a bit of wonky CGI during the fighting. A very aid very dated uh rubber man cgi happening a few times (laughs) but other than that solid (laughs) well not only that but you guys hear about the controversy of blake with the c or blade and wesley snipes with the cgi's cgi eyes during that movie no what oh yeah so at one point blade or i'm sorry wesley snipes and del toro were just at odds about something it's like when he was lying on a table and del toro wanted like to open his eyes for one part which he refused he would not open his eyes so if you look back now you can see this really bad cgi of just his eyes open (laughs) and it's just like sitting there and it's it's you know decently hard to tell but if you know you're like oh that's when he wouldn't open them right there i believe it because i've heard multiple stories of wesley snipes being famously difficult to work with during those years (laughs) interesting 
either directing or paying taxes. He just won't do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, well, um, just a quick side note. We don't have to dwell on it or anything. I mean, it is pretty big news. It's kind of sad, but uh, speaking of people who are known for being difficult, unfortunate sad news for Bruce Willis. He, mm. uh, if you saw the headlines, he is, his family announced that he was uh, stepping away, retiring from acting uh, due to his declining health. Apparently he's been diagnosed with aphasia, yep. which like, you lose your sense of being able to understand language for people and also to communicate, um, which is terrifying. Um, the, I guess this is usually something that happens like after an accident or something. Uh, or it's in, also a sign of uh, dementia can bring it on as well, which has been a rumor for a while that early onset dementia which this might be more or less confirming at this point yeah which that sucks i'm yeah for just kind of shrugged up i've always loved bruce willis movies but have definitely always heard like oh man the guy's like an asshole to work with and has the same like big headedness like the wesley snipe stories but um but i wouldn't wish that on anybody that sucks that's a shitty way to to retire but anyway Hopefully he did enough B-movies and straight-to-DVDs to, to kind of carry him through this retirement and leave a nice nest egg for his kids. So. There you go. Well, I, I think he's coming out with like eight movies that he just finished up with. Of course he is. Yeah, yeah or something yeah. like that. It's it's quite a significant number because David Harding um, posted about how he worked on like five of them. Oh, wow. Damn. So they're all set to come out in the next couple of years. Yeah, yeah he's he's really prolific dude like he does a fuck ton of movies even if you don't see half of them or see the promotion for half of them mm-hmm. like he puts out like four or five movies a year he's checking all he's cashing all those checks for sure yeah. so yeah well good for him yeah. yeah i'd be doing the same thing if i could seriously <laughs> well, uh, a toast to bruce willis thank you for all the years of yippee ki and shit yippee ki motherfuckers mm-hmm yes uh so yeah and that's what i think about moon knight uh, <laughs> no good stuff uh and other old bald guys still kicking ass <laughs> todd, todd i know you'd love to talk about picard uh do we want to talk about it andrew do you care about spoilers or you know as much as I want to watch it, it's not going to be anytime soon. So you go ahead and I'll, I'll, en- I'm, I doubt I'll keep it as much in mind when I watch it. So go ahead and I'll enjoy it at my own pace. Okay. Awesome. So we are on Appreciate the that. fifth episode now, I believe it was. Fifth already? I think it's fifth. Yeah. Um, and we have, uh, we have some, some Picard lore now. We know one of his ancestors was one of our space pioneers in the, uh, what is it? 2024 that they're in right now so a couple of years from now i think so yeah something like that 23 24 yeah so she is taking she is the pilot for the uh the europa mission which is one of uh, saturn's moons i believe mm-hmm. and one of the ones that ha- is most uh one of the planets or planetary bodies in our solar system that is also most hospitable toward life those, uh, for those like andrew who might not have started picard and uh don't care about spoilers because you're still listening to this mm-hmm. <laughs> um basically um this season starts off and it starts off the action is pretty damn quick uh q who we all know and love from yes. next generation 
is back, baby. And uh, predictably, as I, I called this, which I think is wonderful, they did exactly what I expected them to do. Um, because I was the one that called this joke. <laughs> I called this joke first. <laughs> I called the bit first. The bit the, about his age? Yeah. Did you? Okay. I'm pretty sure that was a me thing. All right. It was one of us. But on the Getting Off Topic podcast, we said we predicted that uh, once we heard that they were bringing back John Delancey as Q, um, he's this, you know, all powerful entity from, you know, whatever the Q dimension or what have you. So, Ageless, immortal. Yeah, immortal. He doesn't age. Uh, so, I mean, they had those little one off episodes where he was punished by the other Q entities and like becomes temporarily human and stuff. Uh, which was amazing. Uh, but yeah, at this point, he's back to his normal self, or so it seems. There's some mystery there too. But he appears before Picard, and it's it was kind of a bad CG. It was a little shoddy CG shot. Like, they had him at a distance. He looked a little fuzzy, but he looked like 90s era John Delancey. And he appears before Picard, and he's like, you PQ, you bastard, blah, 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 blah. He's like, oh, you're older than I expected. Here, snap. And then he becomes like, his current age he's like yeah that's better uh yeah, anyway uh but yeah q comes in fucks up the timeline and picard and along with his like ragtag crew <laughs> that he scrounges together in season one go back in time and that's where we are now they're trying to write they're trying to figure out what q changed to change well, their first, history and right the wrong well first thing that happens is they're they're all literally about to die in all oh, right so they're all about to die in the prime timeline and then in a confrontation with the Borg queen. Yeah. And Q yeah. does his Q thing and snaps and suddenly they're all alive in this alternate, like in the, the Terran empire uh, alternate universe. And they're all like in that universe. And then, the, the then they go back in time and they have to figure out where the divergence is in time back then. Yeah. Whatever so Q what, did, it turned the, basically the federation becomes like space nazis effectively mm. um with picard at the head <laughs> um but yeah so this episode they start to learn more about that picard's ancestor this uh renee picard i think it was um mm. is on the europa mission and q is effectively manipulating her yeah as posing her as therapist. her therapist to psych her out to you know give into the fear and not go on the mission and somehow butterfly effect down the road that leads to humanity going awry um but uh guinan has made an appearance whoopi goldberg um and then traveling back in time we see young guinan because she's also you know hundreds or thousands of years old or what have you um but living on earth in disguise as a human which uh, there, I, I there is one pet peeve of mine they they fucked up the continuity a little bit she should have already recognized Picard because when he shows up, he doesn't recognize she doesn't recognize him. Right. But she should recognize him because she met him in the 1800s with Mark Twain. If you remember um. Next Gen, the, <laughs> the Iconian the Iconian episodes. Nice pull. Doing the the oh. Iconian hunting and stuff. She's she's in that episode with Mark Twain, and they and she meets Picard. I don't remember that. Was that that wasn't that wasn't just like a holodeck Mark Twain? No, that was literal actual Mark Twain because they remember, back 1800s, yeah. Because it was Icon it was Iconian shit, and Iconian shit is always like time travel y slash like super teleportation all over the place. 
Okay. Uh, but yeah, it was back in time. They were back on, and Data's head, I think, gets left on uh, on Earth. Uh, so Data's head uh, is is stuck there for a bit. Uh-huh. I mean, time travel, they they fuzz it out because it gets left there, but then they can go back to it instantly and pick it back up and shove it back on his head, and he's perfectly fine. But. Yeah. Well, thank God you're here, Todd, to right the wrongs. You better write the producers immediately. (laughs) I watched so much Star Trek when I was a kid due to my brother. So, like, next gen, I've I've got way too much next gen trivia in my head. I do remember that at some point they met Mark Twain. Or I didn't know if it was real or, like, a a holodeck version. But the acting choice on that, I mean, okay. (laughs) I never met Mark Twain in my life, but man, they went thick with the full on <laughs> foghorn leg horn, like boy, I said boy. <laughs> That's how you gotta do it. Uh, it was very 90s. <laughs> uh yeah. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. They've what else happened? This this episode, um, Borg Queen stirring up the shit. They they need the Borg Queen to help them travel back in time to do that maneuver like around the sun, like. Kirk did a hundred times. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, we got uh, we got uh, Brent Spiner back again. Brent yeah. Spiner, yeah, <laughs> yeah, in very Trek fashion. So this isn't this is another Doctor Soong, like uh, mm-hmm. the Doctor Soong who created Data. This is his great 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 grandpappy, <laughs> who also happens to be a Doctor Soong, and also happens to look exactly like Brent Spiner <laughs> for <laughs> convenience sake. <laughs> Um, yeah, who is a geneticist and trying to cure his daughter's weird disorder? And so, Q, who looks like the twin uh, twin robots that uh, will eventually be created later on. Right, right, right. So yeah, yeah, it's cool. fun. It's interesting. I'm enjoying it. Um, I I and love everything. This may that... actually be the same soon. I don't know because. Uh, if I remember correctly, Sung, Dr. Sung um, is a geneticist. So if I remember correctly in Star Trek lore, he is super long lived. Like he lives mm-hmm. for like a couple hundred years. He is able to modify his own genes to add that long life? Yes. Interesting. Okay. And not, not just that, but people in like the next gen era do live longer average lifespans like mccoy medical technology yeah mccoy lived to like one 180 or something like that 190 yeah but right now they're in modern times they're in 2024 or 2324 or something and he's a cutting edge geneticist so he might be able to figure out to extend his lifespan for all he has to do is live like another 40 years and he 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 meets the vulcans and vulcan technology right a little bit of a stretch, but or maybe maybe they'll explain it away with whatever Q's doing here or something. I don't know. Possibly. Yeah. Okay. That's fun. I'm enjoying it. I don't know how many episodes they have left, but I know they've finished filming uh, season three, and that's a wrap on the whole show. So I I like that they're they've got it all planned out. They're they're doing a solid beginning, middle, end. Um. That's good. Yeah, I've seen clips of it. I was really excited when I saw the board queen. And it looks like it's still the same actress as well, portraying the board queen throughout. I'm not sure. Is it? 
it's one of the two actresses that played the Borg Queen. So they have mm-hmm. they've had two different actresses. One played it for First Contact. One played it for uh, for um, Voyager. Okay, uh, and okay. I think it's the First Contact Borg Queen, or at least it looks like her. She has a lot of the same features. I could be prosthetics, oh, but man. either way, she does a great job. Just, yeah, you know, creepy as hell. <laughs> Yeah, the Borg were one of my favorite kind of villains, like even across not only in Star Trek, but just overall, like that's a cool ideology of just, you know, consuming whole cultures and assimilating them and, you know, disposing of what isn't necessary. And yeah, Idiot. creepy, but cool. Oh, yeah. Are you guys yeah. looking it up now? <laughs> I'm trying to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Alice Krieg was the first contact board queen. Definitely, it's not her. Oh, okay, then. Never mind. I don't know who did in Voyager, but anyway. Yeah. Oh, well, it looked like her. I enjoyed her board queen performance. For sure. Systems is futile. <laughs> um, in, uh, it's actually a third actress, Annie Wershing. So it uh-huh. is somebody else. Okay, dokie. Uh, anything else on Picard or no I'm I'm loving it it's it's I think of the the new era of Trek um, I think it's my favorite of the shows for sure do you know Frakes is coming back this season I wouldn't doubt it I mean I think he's directed uh, an episode Um, oh by the way uh the last episode or the last two episodes directed by Leah Thompson. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, she had a cameo in this one. Yeah. She, she also was, had a cameo. Yeah. She was one of the, whatever that board meeting was with uh, Dr. Soon telling him like, we're cutting your funding and blah, 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 because of your unethical uh, experimenting and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Nice. That's cool. Uh, and Completely random, but uh, very wholesome and near and dear to my heart news. Uh, Ron Howard and Brian Grazer are teaming up for a documentary on Jim Henson. Oh, yeah. Oh, it has uh, like full backing of the Henson family, too, I've heard, which is awesome. So, yeah, yeah. Because I think they're kind of cagey sometimes about that sort of stuff, you know, um, like his legacy being exploited and whatnot. And, um, well, if anybody's going to handle it properly, it'll be Ron Howard. Yeah, yeah for sure. But yeah, this is supposed to be the definitive documentary of uh, Jim Henson, never before seen personal archives, film footage, the whole works and everything. So nice. that's sweet. Anything Muppets, so I, I always perk up like, Ooh. even if I don't watch like the new shows, they're probably geared more towards kids. But it's just it's just one of those things. I was just about this yesterday. I'm really sad that they canceled the mockumentary muppets show that yes. was on a couple, that was so good like, i loved it oh, there, it got like review bombed i don't understand why I, people didn't like it it was so fun like it was like the i thought the spiritual successor like the office but with muppets now like i really really enjoyed that but yeah. i guess it just you know a candle that burns twice as bright burns twice as fast and that's all it did i guess so they had a good two seasons i think i think it was only one even yeah sadly yeah. Mm. All right. Anyway, could be wrong, but yeah. Yep. Uh, other TV. Oh, oh, we got a we got a big reboot movie. Uh, Bill Skarsgård, aka Pennywise, 
Skarsgård. Skarsgård. One of the many Skarsgårds. Uh, Bill Skarsgård is going to star in a reboot of The Crow. That's finally okay. happening. Oh. Yeah. So I, this isn't Crow like five. They're actually rebooting it? They're rebooting. They've been trying to remake it for years now. Like Jason Momoa was, was rumored to be attached for a while and that you know those rumors that i don't know if his rumors are actually he was on board for a while but that that didn't make sense to me because it's uh, you need like a, a slender goth dude like you need mm-hmm. a, a creepy dude like it's not about muscles with the crow more like yeah. supernatural you know um yeah i don't know i don't 100 see him but in doing but i mean he could surprise yeah. me i mean he's amazing as pennywise and i'm sure i don't doubt his acting ability it's just like I'm not quite seeing the look yet, but yeah, not, we'll not quite. He seems almost too, I don't know, oddly small and skinny and, but I guess <laughs> that's, that's the appeal. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's happening. Um, I think they just announced him. There's no like production dates or anything. Oh, they're going to start production in June. Uh, yeah. See what happens there. Yep. Uh, it's been so damn long since I even saw the original. I, I would have to rewatch. I don't remember much of it. And I never saw any of the, the three or four sequels directed. There's, direct a, there's, video. A, there's <laughs> a few, right? Because I know they, they tried to do one a couple years later with, uh, oh, man. with Eddie Furlong. Yeah. Uh, oh, there we go. Uh, the, oh, there was there. Okay. So it was three movies total. The first one was 90. No, wait, sequel one, two, three, three. Okay, so the original was 94, then 96, Crow City of Angels. Um, not to be confused with the uh, Meg Ryan and uh, Meg Ryan, uh, Nick Cage movie. Um, the Crow Salvation in 2000 and The Crow Wicked Prayer in 2005. Wow, they did one in 2005? Yeah. All right. And there was a TV show for a short while, late 90s. I don't even see Wicked Prayer. On, or What was the third one you said? Uh, the third one was Wicked Prayer. Second one was Salvation. That's one. Yeah, I don't see that one on here. Oh, well. Eh. All right. Yeah. What happened? Oh, Bill, Bill Skarsgård oh. is also going to be in John Wick Chapter 4. Nice. Hmm, okay. Very cool. And he voiced a character named Crow in Eternals. I don't remember who that was. I don't either. Oh yeah, it was the um, the weird mutant guy that the uh, that they were fighting who looked like an actual person. Oh, maybe the, yeah. the um, super small role. He had like five lines, if not less. Oh in, yeah, small part. That was yeah, him. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. See what happens there. Speaking of it, actually, uh, apparently HBO Max is working on a prequel series, a prequel show, Welcome to Dairy, for the which will tie in uh, direct prequels for the the new iteration of it. I, I'm still torn on if I want to watch those, and I still haven't watched them. No, because I was traumatized as a kid from fucking it. <laughs> They're really good. That's what everybody says. They are good, but I, 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 I 
I see them every time I cruise through HBO Max, and it's on my recommended, but I was like, no, Todd, I don't fucking want to watch them. Todd, just watch them, like, when the sun is out, and there you have plenty of time to watch some cartoons afterwards. There you go. Mm-hmm. Take lots of breaks. <laughs> I'll make sure I'll, like I'll, I'll make sure I have my one of my cats in my lap. Yes. <laughs> Todd's gonna be like a uh, baby Bart with the creepy uh, ramshackle <laughs> crusty bed. Can't yeah. sleep. Why wanna leave me? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, oh, uh, another one in the uh, in the classic horror related. Um, re- well, not remakes. This is actually a continuation. Um, the Chucky. TV series. Did you hear about that one? I heard that was doing pretty well. It's a sci-fi only. Yeah, it's it's actually been a hit. And uh, season Jennifer two, Tilly came back for that, right? She, Jennifer. She's um, in all of them because that's her bread and butter. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, she's a professional poker player. She makes decent money from that too. Oh really? really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Me neither. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I guess she kind of appeared here and there in the first season, kind of like helping bridge the story along because it centers around like new characters mostly um but they confirmed she's gonna be back for season two that's coming this fall so we have the whole thing on our dvr we just haven't started it yet because we've been doing a bunch of other shows but yeah i'm interested in that interesting yep yep that's another one it's like it it gave me nightmares as a kid but i still (laughs) like it was cool enough that i still wanted to watch it and i was like excited but also messed me up for a while (laughs) like when i saw jurassic park the first one in theaters when i was like six or seven i was at that age where it's like oh cool dinosaurs i'm excited but i also had dreams about velociraptors like ripping my head off (laughs) yeah yep yep um i think that's one of the ones that it didn't quite traumatize me as much as it but uh it was definitely it was definitely up there i mean you can't beat a creepy clown well, what traumatized me was T. Like they always played the TV version of Pet Cemetery, and to this day, like the bit that scares me is the sister Rachel, who's locked up in the basement, and when they reveal her coming out, and she's all skin and bone, and oh, like I couldn't sleep from that shit. <laughs> that was what got me. This is where you say cool story, bro. Cool story, bro. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys. Um, this is actually a little old news. I think it came out like right after we recorded last, but that Netflix Wednesday Adam series, hmm. uh, Christina Ricci is actually going to be back in when- it. Wednesday Adams added Wednesday Adams. Is but it just Wednesday she- or is it the whole family? She's not playing Wednesday. She's, She's not playing, playing Wednesday. Right, yeah. There's a new young girl playing Wednesday. Um, they haven't revealed what her character is, but it's just some new character. But okay. a nice little nod that, um, mm-hmm. yeah, Christina Ricci's in it. Uh, I think she's uh, whatever character that Thora Birch was going to play originally, uh, because she ended up uh, quitting the show like in mid-production, like personal reasons or something. Like for some reason, she couldn't continue on the show and she left. Um, I think yeah, I think she's playing a foil or an antagonist. I think mm-hmm. she's playing some something like that okay we have uh we have our release date for the game of thrones prequel finally oh house of the dragon Mm -hmm. set to debut on august 21st 
All right. Day before my birthday. Nice. Cool. Speaking of birthdays, I get an extra birthday present. Uh, Obi-Wan has been delayed for two days to premiere on May 27th. So I get May 27th, I get Obi-Wan and I get Stranger Things. Okay. Nice. Very good. I'm gonna have plenty to plenty to do on my birthday. <laughs> yeah. All the nostalgia vibes. And speaking of Star Wars, uh, Mandalorian season three has officially wrapped filming. Ooh. I did see that. That's rad. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, another if one. It's wrapping filming now. It's probably expected uh, early next year. Then, like February, March next year, I guess. Okay. Unless they try to rush it for the holidays, maybe. How many episodes in until he calls Boba Fett for help, you think? Four or five, maybe? How many? Wait, say it again? How many episodes before he calls Boba Fett in for help, do you think? Like the you know, fourth, fifth episode? I think it'll be pretty early on. I think this is going to be like uh, this is going to be like the Avengers season where they call it all in to okay. try to retake Mandalore. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Yeah. I buy that. I, I would say. I would say mid-season he shows up. Yeah, not not too early. I think they still want to make it more about him. And I, I meant it more as a jest, but I can see that happening for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but don't forget, these these seasons are pretty short. I think they're only like seven, eight episodes. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> speaking of fun times on, on Disney, James Gunn was uh, interviewed this past week. Um, just talking about all his current projects, talking about Peacemaker season two. Yes. All that good stuff. Uh, and then they focused on guardians. Of course, guardians volume three coming soon ish. I think there were some first pictures of uh, what's his face as Adam Warlock uh, from the set. Yeah, I think that's from the, I think that's from mm-hmm. the holiday special though. Cause we, we get the holiday special before we get three. Yeah. Right. So, um, well, I, I have no idea if those, pictures uh put out were from the holidays special or not but um the interview was focusing on the holiday special a lot and uh james gunn basically said it's the greatest thing i've ever done in my life (laughs) (laughs) he is so excited for it he said it's insane he can't believe like he's getting to do this and he made it clear that it's it's more of a straight homage to the star wars holiday special than it is a parody he's like he's not being cynical about it he legit loved the star wars holiday special as a child so (laughs) so it's not going to be like an hour of them like making fun of it it's they're leaning in hard so i can't wait until there is there are like ridiculous ballads (laughs) about like life day or whatever they're they're trying to whatever whatever they're trying to do to get home to the holidays i can't wait for it yeah uh, roots yeah uh species life day whatever yeah yeah oh and they have to have like full costumed actors <laughs> and like <laughs> awkward like awkward like child group like creatures <laughs> <laughs> gathering around a, a life day tree or something <laughs> oh, so they're like hoovians or hoovil people like standing around a giant tree Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what to expect except something insane. <laughs> It'll be fun either way. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. 
Uh, it was also difficult to uh, pull headlines for the podcast, seeing as um, yesterday was April 1st and <laughs> a lot of websites and a lot of people in general like to throw out wacky shit out there, which is totally fake. But Bruce Campbell, of course, played into it and posted on Twitter a tease, what appears to be him uh, in the makeup chair for Doctor Strange. Disease, like some uh, makeup artist is putting like the the big like white sides on his on the sides of his head and uh, he said what was the quote I always feel a little strange when I work on a Sam Raimi movie hashtag multiverse <laughs> <laughs> and he's got like the kind of strange looking Doctor Strange looking beard and everything so I have no idea if there's any truth to it or it's him just fucking with us but I wouldn't be surprised either way <laughs> Didn't he play as Doctor Strange on like a TV series or something? Am I totally miss, missing that? Getting the wrong person. Mm, not that I'm aware of. I don't know. Okay. Don't Interesting. Know. He's just been the fan cast for Doctor Strange for That's okay. decades. Yeah. Gotcha. And like a year or so back when they were filming in uh, London, I believe, he was... Uh, he made mention on Twitter, like he posted something. He was, he was, he happened to be in London around the same time that it was revealed that there, the production of Dr. Strange two was in London at that time. And so he's been teasing us for a while, like, Oh, maybe, maybe I'm doing something here. Maybe I'm not, whatever. I just happen to be in London. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Uh, on the the Sony side of the Marvel universe, Morbius is getting actually decent box office, scathing reviews. <laughs> yeah, I've heard great things. I have, and not it's not just like bad reviews from like critics; it's bad reviews from like average moviegoers. Like the yeah. the, the audience rating is just trash too. I have not, I have yet to see anything positive mentioned oh, really? about Morbius. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Is that another Jared Leto movie? That's Jared Leto, yeah. How pissed Jared Leto. Is the, the, the meme is, is great. The meme is, is, is it's, it's a picture of Darth Maul with the words Jared Leto of it, over it. And it's uh, him in episode one where he's uh, approaching Kenobi and, and uh, Qui-Gon. And he extends the first lightsaber blade, and it's the worst DC movie. <laughs> and then it extends the other side of the lightsaber blade, and it's the worst Marvel movie. God. Uh, I saw one that was being passed around. A couple of my friends shared it, and it was uh, it, it looked like just like a random tweet. Um, and there's a picture of somebody's like car window busted into, like somebody threw a brick through it or something. And the the person who wrote the tweet says, like, hey, guys, just be aware, like, you know, be careful out there. My car is broken into and somebody dropped like four tickets to Morbius or something like <laughs> gave him tickets, didn't steal them, gave them to him. Like, be careful out there. <laughs> Am I blinking? What what DC movie was he in? Suicide Squad. He was the Joker. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Which I mean, I really like Suicide Squad, but I really didn't like his Joker. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. It it was an awful movie. <laughs> it was fine. It, I'm I'm glad I watched it once. I am glad I saw it once. Yeah. So. Uh we we watched that was another thing we watched the past two weeks. Um Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Finally watched okay. that. Eh, it's fine. Yeah. Like the first one better. Second one was like, I don't know. It, yeah. It's like, cool, you did Carnage and you had 90 minutes of some pretty slapdash CGI fights and uh, <laughs> a good joke here and there. You know, Tom Hardy is always, you know, he's a good actor, um, but the story was uh, I I kind of I kind of snoozed through it. <laughs> I'm I'm upset. We finally get Carnage, and it has to be this garbage, and we don't get Spider-Man interacting with Carnage. Yeah, yeah. It been there cool. was at least the bullshit. The end put you know Venom back in the the possible MCU Spider-Man universe. So that's that's something. Yeah, that was a weird. Um, mm-hmm. I, I looked up afterwards, like uh, like how what was the meaning behind that? Because like it's him and eddie just hanging out in like a hotel room somewhere like this crappy hotel and uh and then something clear something seemingly multiverse happens like a wave goes through and suddenly they're in this like beautiful resort hotel and you uh, haven't seen homecoming yet have you oh okay does that tie in then i'm not gonna say it does i don't know how exactly because even having seen both i'm not even sure how that works because it doesn't really make a lot of sense but yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. I haven't, please don't spoil. Uh, yeah. I, I can't say without wait, spoiling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I know. Oh, just text it to me. Yeah. Yeah. You guys can talk, talk amongst okay. yourselves. But I assume, of course, I know that multiversal shit happens in No Way Home and things get changed, rearranged somehow. Uh, what I don't understand yet is if there's a solid tie to that's why thing that that end credit scene for let there be carnage that uh, you know things go all wonky for eddie and venom um and suddenly they're in a universe where spider-man exists on the tv and whatnot so i, I don't know yep you gotta see it it's so good it's probably one of my top marvel movies that that new spider-man so yeah. good yeah i kind of I, I want to it's, so it's it's available to buy digitally which i don't want to do you can, um, it's also it should also be available to rent, but I think it's coming to Disney Plus within two months. Ooh, okay. I hadn't seen anything yet. The, the, a lot of reports are saying it might be like going to Stars first or something because of the, like the Sony rights agreements or something. That's and possible. There's, there's no exact drop date yet, so who knows when. Um, but yeah, you can't even rent it digitally yet. Like it's you can only buy for like twenty dollars. Um, and the disc versions, the DVD and Blu-ray and whatnot, I think are coming like on the 12th, maybe in like 10 days or so. Um, I don't know. But yeah, I'm, I, I don't, I'm going to get impatient. I, I, I might pick up the disc copy because that's I know it's going to be one that I want to own. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Yep, yep. Um, the movie, the other movie that I'm extremely excited for which is getting insanely positive reviews and also deals with multiverse everything everywhere all at yes. once i want to see that so bad every time i see a preview yeah makes you want to see that much more we talked about it last time you know, michelle yo jamie lee curtis um uh and it's since then they've, it's been released it's it's on a limited release so far it's like indie a24 film and then it expands to you know, nationwide theaters, 
I don't have the exact date, but in the next couple of weeks or so. But even now, in just a limited release, it's like the best A24 film ever, like financially at the box office, doing amazingly well. Crazy, like 97% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, like critics and audience. Everybody adores this movie. Everybody's like, Scott Michelle Yeoh, it's going to be amazing. Go watch it now. Yeah. Yep, yep. That one I'm excited for. And I'm rad. I'm awesome. I'm glad that it's doing so well. Like, it's not just like a critical success, it's like making tons of money, which is rad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. What else I got? Oh, um, one last one for Marvel. Uh, About a week or so back, they announced. Now, this is a shocker Black Panther 2 actually wrapped filming. (laughs) Wow. Wow. That is, yeah. Yeah, I've gone through so many fucking production delays and reshoots and retooling and rewriting. It's going to be a completely different fucking movie from when they started shooting it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I trust, you know, Marvel. I trust the Marvel side of Marvel (laughs) Uh, and Feige to, you know, keep steering the ship right. Like even with all the wackiness and rewrites and everything they had to do. I can't imagine they would they would release a shoddy film. Um, yeah. And then again, Eternals. <laughs> I mean, Black <laughs> Widow. <clears throat> Still haven't seen that one. I liked Black Widow. I call me crazy. I liked Black Widow. I uh, thought Eternals was fine. Like it wasn't, you know, the was, best. But it it's worth it. Was like like, it, it was an hour too long to see the storyline. I expect. Well, so I'm more invested in the Black Panther characters. The, yeah. the surrounding, you know, obviously you know t'challa is gone but i'm more invested in that part of the the mcu so no matter what i think i'm going to be more entertained and invested in black panther 2 oh i'm Uh, sure i'm i i i agree as well but i'm i'm slowly leaning toward the camp that uh is saying to protect chadwick's legacy instead of ignoring him instead of like instead of just letting the character die in some way, recast it. Yeah. Just just go ahead and recast it. Yeah, it's such a tough call either way. But yeah, it's kind of... Because that, that character is so iconic and so kind of even now important to the general universe. Like, don't let yeah. it just die off. Like, have someone else take the reins mm. respectfully and continue that role. Like, I also, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, I think the gut reaction initially was to protect uh, was was to let the character ride off into the sunset and don't don't use it. Or, but at this point, I think you just poochie him. I have to go home now. My planet <laughs> needs me. <laughs> <laughs> but but I think I think to, I, I think Chadwick would want the character to continue because it is it is an important role model. It's mm-hmm. a good character. It's a strong character. I think I think they should recast it. I I hope they don't kill him off in a way that would prevent them from recasting it. But then again, we are in the area of the era of multiverse, so well, I it turns out that first one was a scroll all along, and the new one's the real one. They yeah. just didn't face right. Well, what I think they should do is just pass the mantle down somehow, and like I think it would be really cool if his sister became the new Black Panther. I think that was uh, a lot of the fan rumors or um i think that was the original plan Mm -hmm. but she is 
proved to be unpredictable and controversial. Yep. The actress that plays her. Sure. So they don't want to put like triple A like shoulder anything on her shoulders. All right, fine, Michonne then. Okay, I'm a, I'm, I'm yeah, okay that works. with that. Yeah, that would be great. She's awesome. Yep. Yeah, she's already got oh, like yeah. the yeah, acrobatics okay. and shit down now too. And honestly, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm definitely on that camp. That'd be amazing. Yeah, that, that works. Denai Guerrero, give her the throne. Yeah. Yep. And the film, don't forget, the film's also introducing um, Ironheart uh, by Dominic Thorne. Oh, okay, forgot so. about that. And then we do have rumors that uh, Namor is in it. Ooh. Oh, yeah. That's, mm, that's a lot of characters to introduce. Well, I, I guess I could do it. Has he been, do we know who's playing that character at all, or it's just a rumor that that character will be in it? It was... I, I don't remember his last name. It's like Huerta something. Okay. Don't know. Yeah. Okie doke. All right. Uh, another production that has officially finished filming The Walking Dead. For 12 years and 177 episodes, The Walking Dead has filmed its last scene ever. Right. Um, which, I mean, not really, because they've got a thousand spinoffs coming, but, you know. <laughs> the main show. The main show, yeah. Finished filming. Uh, they're in the middle of their, like, extended final season right now. They're, like, in the middle of... They, they've separated into, like, three parts, like, three chunks of episodes, and they're in the middle of the second part right now. Um, I'm really enjoying it. I think the last, uh, the last season or so has really picked back up again and really progressed with all of the uh, all the different communities kind of coming together and clashing and stuff. The, uh, the, if you're familiar with the storyline, if you kept watching it all, the Commonwealth, which is like the, the most uh, bringing back society, but they're also like scary and militant. So it's, you know, they're dangerous too, but uh, I'm really digging it. I'm liking it a lot now. And um, it makes me excited now that they've they've got. Uh, well, actually, there is some news there. I don't think we talked about this last time. I think it came after. Um, so there are new, there there was multiple spinoffs happening. There's still one supposed to be being planned with uh, Daryl and Carol. They're gonna Daryl and Carol. Daryl and Carol. Gonna have their own little spinoff. Um, there's a six episode episode anthology series called Tales of the Walking Dead. We've mentioned that before with just telling random stories, one-off stories with new and returning characters. And apparently um, that the cast for that is crazy. There was like a bunch of like big names that are coming in for that. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't like think Terry of Crews is the one that I can remember most. Oh, nice. Terry Crews. Yeah. There was a few comedians in there. Jillian Bell, which is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's a few random ones, but I, I'm kind of curious about that. And it'll be cool to have like one-off like, character uh, episodes um but more recently they announced um isle of the dead which is sounds like the craziest one so far because uh it focuses along with maggie and negan pairing up which is crazy because they want to fucking kill each other <laughs> you know what so it's crazy that maggie Negan. there's been a lot of them since um lauren cohen came back to the show in the last season and a half or whatever because they never Didn't she leave for a television show and the television show got canceled yeah whiskey cavalier coming to abc 
Here oh, that's comes. what it was. And there it went. <laughs> I predicted like, oh, that's going to, they'll get a season if they're lucky. And they got like, I don't know. I think half a season aired before they got canceled. But yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, she's great. She's been back on the show. Like she never even left and it's good times. You're right there, Todd. Just, just neighbor upstairs neighbors problems. Uh, I don't know if just go to town on that ceiling. I don't know if they're babysitting a toddler or if their toddler just suddenly learned how to run. But for the last like week, I've like for eight hours a day, all I can hear is. Yeah. I don't know if you can hear that on the mic, but I can't hear it now. No, see, this is when you become old man with the broom. <sighs> I, I've, I've considered it a couple of times. Because yeah, maybe, you kids. <laughs> maybe they adopted a really fat duck. I mean, Possibly. could be anything, really. <laughs> could have got a new dog, and it just sounds like two foot instead of four. <laughs> hey, he that duck has hormone issues, Andrew. Show some respect. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to to foul shame. Yeah, it's, that's not that's not my intention. <laughs> so anyway <laughs> sorry it's all good amc announced he just has big feathers it's <laughs> just really heavy feathers <laughs> big feathered yes very big feathered uh i love the dead a six episode spinoff from walking dead that uh sees maggie and negan explore quote a post-apocalyptic manhattan long ago cut off from the mainland which screams all kinds of escape from new york for me so i'm i'm excited for this <laughs> uh, i mean the- see i was excited for fear the walking dead being set in la and they were in la for all of five fucking episodes so yeah but that but but you gotta admit once they re- started to like soft reboot the show like season four was it i think it's gotten well, a lot better yeah but that that the original premise was fear the or was walking dead but in la and then on a fucking boat out in the water and and both of those premises were gone within a couple of episodes and then it just become became fear the walking dead mexico for two years and walk walking dead texas rangers and uh <laughs> and now and walking dead fallout fallout yeah I love it. I, I love that they're constantly like reinventing it. That one's coming back soonish. I think this month. Yeah, I think Have so. You, did you catch up with it, Todd? Uh, I the last episode I think I saw was the the when the nuke nuke went off. Was there another episode? Was there another season after that? Oh yeah, yeah. They're okay. They're, so uh, the they're currently in the following season. They, they did the mid season break. And yeah. So I haven't seen yeah. after the the nuke drop. Okay. Yeah, you, you got a handful of episodes to watch. Okay. Uh, yep, yep. Uh, see, I think that's it I got for headlines. Oh, one last one. A really bizarre. This is kind of like a, like this legendary thing that people have talked about that has never come to fruition, but I guess is now. Uh, Phil Tippett. If you're not familiar with that name, he is an old school animator, um, stop motion artist uh, from from back in the day. He actually um, 
he originally worked on the first Jurassic Park back when yeah. they were unsure how to approach, like how to create the dinosaurs. Initially, they hired Phil Tippett and he was going to do like a sort of like stop motion sort of thing. And they saw it and realized like, this is garbage <laughs> or it's not, it's not realistic enough as they wanted it. And like we watched some documentary on this because I remember seeing the whole story play out. It's, it's kind of sad for Phil Tippett because he did all this work, like with the stop motion animatics and everything with the, you, you can find clips online of like stop motion uh, raptors and like the kitchen scene where the kids are hiding from them and stuff. And they, they, he created all of that and worked his ass off on it at the same time there were these other guys, this rogue guy at uh, uh, ILM who was secretly working on the computer generated T-Rex and trying to get it. He was working like in a basement somewhere and not telling anybody because they're like, no, 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 this is the way we're going to do this. This is the way, uh, you know, Phil, this is Phil's job, blah, 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 blah. And this guy went rogue and created the CGI T-Rex, just, a, just like a quick couple second shot of him walking on the computer and showed it to Spielberg and like Kathleen Kennedy and they're like, holy shit, that's it. That's we're doing that. We're, the computers can do it. See, we're doing it. And Phil Tippett basically got the boot. <laughs> he, they, they kept him on as like dinosaur movement advisor or something. But, <laughs> but basically the, the, the stop motion lost and the CGI won. But anyway, uh, around that same time, he was working on his own like, uh, like pet project called mad God, like this, this feature length, uh, like stop motion animated thing, like some crazy post-apocalyptic something or other. And I've heard, I completely forgot about this until I saw this deadline article just a few days ago. Um, but it's kind of this forgotten project, like 30 years in the making. And I guess he did a Kickstarter a few years back to raise some more funds to complete it. He finally did complete it. Uh, it's screened at a few film festivals and now it's going to be available on shutter. So yeah. If you've seen the preview, it looks crazy. Like it looks straight yeah. at a, like you're walking through hell or something like that. It looks super cool though. To know that it's all like stop go animation is pretty amazing. Yeah. Let's see in mad God, a corroded diving bell descends amidst a ruined city with an assassin emerging from it to explore a labyrinth of bizarre landscapes inhabited by freakish denizens. The inspiration from the film came to Tippett, whose visual effects work can be seen in such legendary films as star Wars, Robocop, starship troopers. Um, oh, that gem. Starship Troopers. Oh, yes. Yeah. Hey, don't knock Starship Troopers, damn it. That movie rocks. Yeah. <laughs> I thought there was a sarcastic tone there. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know what you're talking about, Todd. Would you like to know more, Todd? I would like to know more. There's a reason why that, sh- that movie's on every network after 3 a.m. <laughs> uh, and he's also. Um, I guess I didn't even know this, but he his visual effects production company is still going, Tippett Studio. He's done some work for Book of Boba Fett. He did second season of Mandalorian, some work there. Uh, second season of Netflix's Lock and Key, which I forgot that exists. I still I've, that's been recommended me to me by many a geek, but I have not watched it yet. Um, oh, and some work on the Orville too. Nice. Yeah, cool. Yep, yep. Hurry up and come back. Yeah, no shit. Every time you mention it, I have to just like will it to come back faster. Orville, <laughs> McFarland. <laughs> All right. Anyway, 
that's all the headlines I got. Anything else, guys? Anything I missed? I got nothing. You covered it all. It was a surprisingly slowish week for geek movie news. Yeah. Yeah. Even yeah, one Oscars time. happened. <laughs> we don't need to talk about the Oscars. We really don't. Tony, get the Oscars out your fucking mouth. Okay. <laughs> That's the title of the podcast. There you go. <laughs> and yet you don't talk about it at all. Yeah, no, not at all. That's fine. Yeah. No, I mean, even like WonderCon is happening this weekend and haven't heard anything big as of yet. So Yeah, uh, nothing came out of WonderCon that I've seen yeah. major, yeah. at least. I didn't even know our, our friend Rachel was there today, and uh, I mean, yeah. I just, I just thought oh, she was there all weekend. Yeah. Well, the weekend is still going to. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's um, literally only Saturday, Tony. Yeah, I just thought. But I mean, what happens on Sunday? Not a lot. Not a lot. <laughs> that's where all the good deals are. That's where you can haggle with people. Yeah, that's where yeah. you get half off a graphic novel or something. Yeah, so you get the leftovers. Look. Yeah, with whatever's left, though, all the good stuff is gone. Yeah. Yeah, I got a little bit of, of FOMO seeing her Instagram stories. I'm like, ah, man, it's been, uh, I think 2018 was the last one that we went to. WonderCon. I, yeah, I think so. I think I went with you guys that year or the year before would be my last. I don't remember if you guys went to a WonderCon after I left. No. We went to 17 and 18. Yeah. And I don't think we went to 19 because no. I was working and Tony was working. Yeah. I think in 19, I might, might have borrowed Shannon's cousin's badge to walk in, walk around for a couple hours, but that I might be thinking of a different year. Mm. That's the thing with WonderCon is you go one day and you've seen it all. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, unless, Monster- unless there's panels or something that you want to do on, on another day, like you really, you really only need a one day pass. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Monster Palooza is coming up soon too, I think in May. Um, but of course, I'm working all that weekend. Um, but that's a big one in Pasadena. We don't really go to. We went once. Well, brief. we tried to go once. All oh, right, yeah, there's <laughs> issues with that. But we usually go to Son of Monster Palooza, which is a smaller one in uh, Burbank in mm-hmm. Burbank Marriott. And that one's cool. It's fun. Like if if that's you fun. if you're even curious about like uh, like makeup effects and creature stuff and like monster movies and everything it's just a cool little walk around that and it's it's small you can do it's it a tiny venue I, something. I have i have fond memories of that little venue because there was a number of uh, star trek conventions that were held there yeah. a while ago they used to be held at the pasadena one where uh monster palooza because that's actually a pretty big venue um but star trek waned in popularity for a few years there in like mid to mid mid 2000s to like 2010s yeah there was no shows it was just enterprise at the time and enterprise kind of sucked so <laughs> it, it moved from the pasadena venue to the burbank venue and that was a really tiny venue and it was uh it was fun yeah. like you, you you got to like the the seating arena was only maybe like 100 200 people so like you're never too far away that you couldn't actually see the people that you're that you're there to see. Well, yeah, it feels yeah. very intimate. You can see on the other side of the room. <laughs> yeah, you know? we we saw a little presentation um, when. Do uh, you remember that show Face Off on Sci Fi? The like makeup effects and whatever. Yeah, we were really into that when that was on, and uh, they had a little yeah, presentation know. there. And we were one year we went, and it was yeah, it's just this like small little auditorium room, and it was cool to be nice we- up and close. The host was there. I think Shen and uh, my daughter have a picture with her. Funny enough, yeah. Mackenzie oh, nice. 
whatever. Yeah, yeah. that was cool. Yeah, yeah. There. we see a lot of the Westmore. Yeah, we saw a yeah. lot of the people that were on the show because they all go to those circuits and yeah. right. Stuff. actually i saw i saw hilarious one of my favorite videos that pops up in my facebook memories every couple of years oh my god Tom. Uh, what <laughs> is it the one where i'm running away from the like mannequin dude that's chasing me no oh, okay. although that's hilarious too no 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 there's um uh we met uh rj hattie who was one of the contestants on one of the seasons of uh, uh of face off and he went to that con uh, Santa Monster Palooza in full uh, penguin, like Batman Returns, <laughs> Danny DeVito penguin outfit, and did his whole like makeup face mask with the elongated penguin nose and everything. He looked fucking amazing. Spot on is beautiful. And, you know, he had the frame to do it as well. Yeah. And that, if I remember right, was when Gundam style was, uh, was exploding <laughs> everywhere. And I have video that pops up in my Facebook feed of him dancing around as the penguin, Oswald Cobblepot. And he does like, fuck it. He goes on for like two minutes. It's wonderful. That's awesome. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Oh, I do have one bit of breaking news that literally just came out. Um, not that it's going to matter to any of you because I don't, you don't give a shit about anything blizzard or world of warcraft i am um, so excited todd <laughs> but for the for the one person that listens to this that i know personally will be excited for this news mm-hmm. um the next the world of warcraft expansion has just leaked um it's going to be world of warcraft Dragonflight. so bing, 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 bing. You can you fly you better be able to fly at least one dragon in that then with that title I'm, I'm pretty sure you will be able to. And yes, I'm still boycotting Blizzard uh, until uh, Bobby Kotick is gone. Cool. Didn't he finally? No. So he is expected to be gone when the Microsoft merger is complete. But he is not gone yet. In fact, there is actually a a recent lawsuit against him. um, A huge one, uh, like a class action lawsuit saying he more than just was aware of certain things happening he actively participated in certain things so Mm, yeah so yeah i'm still boycotting blizzard but oh man um on a similar note um meg watched the uh, documentary about uh evan rachel wood oh and, dude that fucked me up and uh marilyn manson uh coming out speaking against marilyn manson and all his abuse and whatnot and it's <laughs> meg finally had to throw out the shirt that she was hanging on to and mm-hmm. just like can't do it anymore it's it, got, it, got it was to a point, very so, damning so when yeah. i heard when all this news came out about it 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 was sad um but at the same time i had literally just bought um one of his albums on vinyl so i was like man i literally <laughs> just got this in and like a week later all this news came out about him mm-hmm. and at the same time i'm kind of like you know uh his music still was like a part of my life and i want to separate art from artist type mm-hmm. of mentality same thing with uh jk rowling situation but then I watched the documentary and I saw like how fucking crazy Marilyn Manson really is and all of the heinous shit that he does to women. I'm just like, I, I can't, you know, like 
one of his songs came up on Pandora and I had to skip it. And <laughs> it's like, I never want to listen to his shit ever again. And I threw my shirt out. Yeah. So I was like, man, this sucks. But mm-hmm. at least mm-hmm. he's getting like some punishment. I don't think any of the lawsuits have gone through. Mm-hmm. Um, but like his record label dropped him and his management dropped him. Like he's not touring right now. Mm-hmm. Like, He's hurting a little bit, but he's hurting. I mean, he's a multimillionaire. He'll be fine, unfortunately. Exactly. But anyway. And it's, all, and it's all hearsay, so there's nothing that can be proven. So any lawsuits that come out are not going to punish him. Like That's the thing that sucks about this type of thing. It's always all hearsay. There's no hard evidence of anything. Yeah, it's it's hard to prove without any like record. Well, there's some, there were some recordings of like there were, the abusive. There, like, there are a lot of video, abuse, a lot of video recordings of the verbal abuse and the like tantrums that he would throw at at tours and stuff, mm. and him just saying like really crappy shit about people. Mm. It's like, dude, you don't For- fucking joke like that. Mm. Unfortunately, I, I don't think anything like criminal criminally uh, no. it just uh you know shows what an asshole he was. But well the other problem specifically with Evan Rachel Wood is the fact that it's beyond um statute of limitations. Statute of limitations. Yeah. So that's what they're fighting for is yeah. to map you know expand the statute of limitations. Was she underage at the time that yes. he started well, grooming her? He, I think they met when she was like just turned 18 and they went public on dating when she was 19. So, I mean, technically she was legal, but at 18, like you're dating a a kid. Yeah. You're dating a 38 year old man. Jesus Christ. Like that's pretty Mm. nasty. (laughs) You know, and, and anybody at 18 doesn't have a fully developed like sense of emotions and life and, and a brain and. It's just like perfect age to like groom a person. I'm going to be 38 this year and I cannot imagine dating like, no, like, no, that's like a little, like, yeah, that's a baby. Yeah, that's yeah. a child. That's, that's, you know, like, yeah. oh man, that's terrifying. That's a high schooler, basically. Like, really, that's a high schooler yeah. here. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, when you're like a high schooler and you feel like, oh, I'm like one of the grown up kids now, whatever. And then like a few years go by and you're like, OK, maybe I was still a little small. And now <laughs> you see, high schoolers, you see like, you're like, oh, you are children. <laughs> you are just children. a little thing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what a great light note to end this podcast on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Whatever. So if you want to hate Fuck life, Marilyn watch Manson. that documentary. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was a good idea. Um, saving the part of the shirt though, because it was. Uh, it was. It said "Sweet Dreams Are Made of These" on the backside because you know he did that that remake. Yeah. So I did save that part of the shirt because technically it's an Eurythmics song. Yeah. So I was like, well, I'll save that bit, but I threw yeah. the rest of it out. You can make that a patch on your jacket. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, well, Will Smith doesn't seem like the monster of the week anymore, does he? I mean, <laughs> Uh, nice <laughs> he is he is no marilyn manson he is no chris brown yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. all right guys <laughs> well, thank you for joining get it out topic podcast uh this is tony this is todd i was andrew and meg hey yeah don't go slapping comedians good night everybody <laughs> 